Welcome to Flash Fiction from Giant's Reach by Steve Cook. I originally wrote this one uh, as a submission for a flash fiction anthology. It wasn't picked up for that, so I'm delighted to be able to bring it here instead. Uh, I'll give you some fair warning, this one has some feels about it. This week's story and next week's story are both standalone. That's partly because next week I will be in a field dressed up as a Viking, uh, doing cool LARP things. I'll tell you more about that in the next episode. But until then, please enjoy this episode, Homecoming. Homecoming. The town looked the same as it ever had. Rowan limped through the dusty streets, ignoring the stairs, the whispered words behind hands. The market was on, a slew of stalls drawing a small crowd, and he felt more than heard the ripple of silence that passed through them. He struggled on, gaze set on his destination. Atop the small hillock, just on the outskirts, the mill's sails turned lazily. A small house crouched next to it, front door open, and here Rowan saw the first major differences. The wooden walls were painted in bright colours, the door no longer slightly crooked on its hinges, and the yard was free of clutter, except for a neat stack of flour sacks. The garden was well tended, beds of vegetables and frames for beans arranged in tidy rows. The sound of grunting came from inside the house, and Rowan stopped in his tracks. His fingers clutched convulsively at the torn hem of his tunic, reaching for the sword that hadn't swung from his hip for months. From inside the millhouse came a woman, hair scraped back into a tight bun. The heavy sack she held was almost enough to hide the curve of her pregnant belly, and Rowan felt his bowels turn to water. She locked eyes with him, and for a timeless moment they stared across the yard at each other. Slowly the sack fell from her hands, thudding to the ground, and she stumbled forward with her hand to her mouth. Rowan, she murmured. Margaret! He half raised his hands to hug her, then let them drop. You look... Her own hands went to her stomach, and she flashed a look back over her shoulder, towards the house. Rowan, my God, it's been... A year and a half since... since they... They told you I was dead, he finished. I heard. He swept his hand down and around, letting her gaze take in his tattered clothing, the burn scars that crisscrossed his face and hands, and the bent and twisted foot. As you can see, they were only mostly right. What happened to you? She took a couple of steps closer to him, still not near enough to touch. They didn't go into specifics, some sort of explosion. That's right. He closed his eyes, letting the flames blossom again. We were the first to go up into there, into where they were building the damned things. Weapons, like you've never seen. They could spit fire, fire that stuck to you, burned through everything and just kept going. The boy next to me, he... She tucked a strand of hair behind her ear, moving almost within touching distance. It's okay, she murmured, 
No, no, it's not, Maggie. He threw his hands up and she retreated at the venom in his voice. They left us there, didn't send anyone to extract us, and I had to lie there listening to him dying, and the whole time I was thinking this is how it ends. Maggie was right. She cradled her unborn child, eyes big and dark as he slowly relaxed, loosening his fists. They picked me up, you know, he said. The damned Sanglier, the ones we've been sent there to kill. They picked me up, healed me, repaired as much of the damage as they could, kept me long enough that I couldn't do anything to help the war, and sent me on my way. We had no idea, Margaret whispered, just a messenger telling me you'd that you weren't coming back, and the way that we left things, you and I... Her lips quivered, half-forming words before she shook her head. I moved on. I can see. He nodded to her, eyes on her midriff. Whose is it? Yawn. He was good to me, Rowan. He was there for me, helped me run the mill, helped me through everything. Wasted no time, I see. Finally, her eyes filled with tears that overflowed, running silently down her cheeks. She wrung her hands together, but no words came. He stared into her eyes, chewing on emotion that was too big to spit out, too bitter to swallow. Both of them started, turning as a man's voice echoed out of the mill. Mags, you need a hand out there? She looked back at Rowan, panic rising in her eyes. I'm fine, she called back, then darted forward and grabbed Rowan's arm in a vice-like grip. You have to go, she hissed. Yawn, he and I... You have to understand, Rowan. We had a funeral. We buried you. He grabbed her wrist, hard enough to bruise, ignoring her sudden intake of breath. Not deep enough, he said. He held her for a moment more, then thrust her away. He turned before she could see the hot tears that gathered in his own eyes, hobbling away as fast as he could. She didn't call after him, and when he glanced back, cowardice and hope overcoming his anger, she was gone. You've been listening to Flash Fiction written for my Patreon, Giant's Reach. If you'd like to become a supporter, go to patreon.com forward slash giantsreach, where you can find more fiction just like this, 